Welcome to the View from the Three podcast. Welcome to Views from the Three. Uh, after a short break, we are back. Uh, we've got myself, Jordan, Aaron, and Michael. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the recent A-level results um, and just school in general, our experience of school, uh, what we think of it, and how much we think it matters. So, Aaron, I'm going to kick off with you. You're the youngest. You most recently through the school system. What were you like at school? Um, I was fairly good at school, to be fair. Um, like, <laughs> I had my yeah. I was I wasn't I wasn't great behaved, but I wasn't badly behaved either. Um, wanted to when I wanted to get my head down, I could. Um, but also I was easily distracted, like a lot of kids. Just want to fun with your mates. Um, and all that, and favoured particular subjects like PE. And economics. You <laughs> <laughs> the you the worst behaved out of us three though. How did you know you didn't go to school? <laughs> you didn't go Michael, did, you, you, Michael, you didn't get detention to what year ten? And I got like three. No, you just didn't bring the letter home to year ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only got I I got I got two detentions. I think it yeah. was in my and school I had, like, career. Three or four. I was always around trouble, but never in it. I was just a viewer. Of it. Yeah, and I got excluded, so... Exactly. <laughs> Did you get excluded? I didn't even know that. Did you yeah, get excluded? Yeah, yeah, for something stupid, though. So, basically, we all... Because we had this one teacher we disliked. He was a bit of a, a bit of a clown, so we disliked to annoy him. Um, so, basically, like, a group of us decided uh, like, at a certain time we were going to disrupt the class. Um, and then they found out about it, the teachers, apparently. And then I said, oh, I didn't have anything to do with it, blah, blah, blah. So, there was a few people that were like more more into the in depth of the the crime than me um but then so it's still... organized violence was it <laughs> yeah how how did they, nah, they find out before they found how they found out before it happened no nah, we it? done it we done oh, it okay. and then the teacher complained to like the head of year or whatever um and then yeah we had a meeting with my mum up the school but like looking back on it now so stupid because i got excluded because they said i i counted down from five which must have meant i was involved so i got excluded for that basically so yeah so it's quite that Nice to know that mum covered that up, though. Yeah, but I was talking you... to mum about it the other day, though. It's funny, like, she, like, I, she was literally crying after after um, I got excluded the meeting when I got excluded for a few days. And it's funny, like, looking back on it now, if something happened similar to my, to my child, I wouldn't think too much of it. But it's funny, the importance that's placed on it, like, it was like it was the end of the world for me, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what what you're saying is your your child had no chance of a good education because you won't care about his behaviour <laughs> or her behaviour in school. Of course, of course he does because I'll teach him about the things that really matter. So it's not a big deal. So what he punched a teacher. What matters is women and money. That's all that really matters. <laughs> Pussy, money, weed. Without great the weed. Teachers, great teachers. <laughs> yeah. See, I wasn't. I wasn't. Like I said, I was always. My, all my friends got into trouble. I never got in trouble because I was. I feared the belt. So. It wouldn't be worth my risk, and uh, I got a couple of detentions, but I think I only actually had to go to one, because, and mum, if you're listening, I used to finesse mum into believing that it wasn't my fault, I wasn't involved, and she'd write a letter, um, to get me out of detention quite a lot of the time, which was handy. Yeah, but don't you think though, attention, like when you got given detentions, like like say looking back on it again now, it's they're so such arbitrary reasons, like I think it's it. it Sorry, the important thing is is teaching you a lesson about um, rules in society. That that's kind of what it's there for. It's not. It's not. You know, it isn't just a for the sake of doing it. 
Yeah, it's, but back in school, that hour is like it's like a day, isn't it? When you're yeah, it, it takes exactly it takes anything that's important to you, isn't it? Is your time and out playing with your friends? So like, in especially in like the sum like coming towards summer, and all your mates are like, oh, straight after school we're going to the park or whatever. In my day, anyway, um, if you're sat in detention right now, that's a nightmare. Yeah. So what? What, what were you? Uh, what was I like? Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much like I am in life now. I was my every pretty much every school report said um, Michael is incredibly bright and incredibly intelligent, <laughs> but he doesn't. He needs to apply himself. Um, and basically, it, school just didn't really interest me. There are very few subjects which um, really caught my imagination or my attention, and because of that. I kind of gave it minimum effort, never really studied for any exams, had a good memory, was pretty bright, so I could, you know, could get through most things, but never yeah, really poured the energy in. I was the same, my reports must have just been copied and pasted every year, because he's got great potential, I said whatever I said, and like you, I coasted, I knew I could get a B without doing any work, so I just relied on that, and that was all I had to do, which, looking back, I wish I did more work, but then again what difference would it really make at like a level level and gcc level what difference would it have really made to be honest because like are we, 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 we talking about you now i thought you were asking me what what i was like yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> all right <okay. laughs> just 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 to be clear so we moved on now right okay we moved on. <laughs> i was just saying i've had similar reports <laughs> I think yeah, just like one thing I'd like to clear up as well. It wasn't a permanent exclusion. It was just a temporary exclusion. Oh, that, <laughs> make, that makes it better. External, external or internal? Uh, room 22 or whatever it's called. I can't, no, the blue room, wasn't it? I, I yeah. can't remember now. I can't remember. Uh, I think it might have been internal, yeah. I, I was remember. never excluded. Didn't do anything like bad said, for that. I, I had two detentions. One, because I was trying to guess the, the name of a teacher's boyfriend and I shouted Sebastian quite loudly. <laughs> Um, and the other one was for uh, a rubber fight. You know, do you remember when we used yeah. to have those? And there was a substitute teacher and she ended up having to leave the room because there were just rubbers flying everywhere. Not leave on them, were they? <laughs> <laughs> You're dickhead. It's funny, like... This guy, he got an education, <laughs> all right, didn't he? <laughs> we uh, are, like, I had a science class where we had eight teachers in one year because it was so reckless to the point, like, similar to what Aaron said about you would just decide to disrupt the class. Like we would, as soon as he said like, oh, we're going to do a test today, everyone would get up and stand on the tables and like jump from team tables to tables. What school did you two go to? (laughs) (laughs) It's worse. I thought we went to the same school. As soon as we get like, as soon as there was like experiment, I remember there was like sugar cube experiment and that like turned into where people were just dashing sugar cubes. Um, I got put on report for feeding a teacher's uh, Venus flytrap cheese. I'll put a report for that because it died. Uh, it was just, it was, and oh, what's the word? It was just a massacre, a massacre. It was just mental. Eight teachers, teachers crying, teachers leaving on the spot, which you feel bad for for now, especially since I got out of a teacher. But at the time, it's just that's hilarious, isn't it? T- tell us about your <laughs> again, George. <laughs> what's, that? <laughs> what's that? Eight episodes in a row. <laughs> It's odd to be jealous, huh? <laughs> yeah, your class seemed like it was more of a group thing rather than any individual. Like yeah, see, like, no one, yeah, no. Like your whole we, year group seemed to disrupt the people. Yeah, it did. And we had, there was like two or three kids that were so bad that when we did stuff bad as a pack, it would only be them that would get punishment. And probably why they're all in prison now. 
but <laughs> <laughs> we were so like they, our class as a whole was so bad. You couldn't go into a science class without something or someone being set on fire. Or <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> someone? Being, honestly, I swear to God. How we didn't go to the same school. We I know did. we did, but there's no way we did. Yeah, it, it happen- changed after you. Like it got reckless. Like in my so when I was in like year eight to ten, it was honestly like a I got a few detentions. I set a few people on fire. No, so I didn't do it. I was just there. Like, I witnessed it. So like for like Wood Tech, for example, like the teacher would go out of the room for like three minutes, and in the space of that minute, someone's taken like the fire extinguisher off the wall and sprayed the whole ceiling with water so it's raining down or like people would turn off they we had like a massive fuse box which controlled the entire technology block would turn that off and then you'd have a, a it teacher running in saying like all oh, the students have lost their work or whatever we had people that hacked the school and stole exam uh, pe- test papers or mock exam test papers before exams like our I'm year was just jail. it wasn't me i was just a witness i'm saying no <laughs> names you got you got mum to write you a letter, yeah? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Nah, the letter ones are just like stupid things like me talking or whatever. I never did anything actually bad at school. Did you not yeah. get people like in your like girls in your class to write like you were ill or had an injury or something to like miss P or miss certain classes or whatever? No, because that's because we me and you me and Michael were raised by a different father, Aaron, so <laughs> I wouldn't be here on this podcast now. Yeah. I couldn't forge a letter. Like I just couldn't. Like, yeah, I just, no I way. just didn't. You're not man enough. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, I, I nearly bunked off school one day. I was going to get my friend's sister to ring up, so me and him were going to bunk off school one day. You should and have. Dad, Dad used to. <laughs> I got half. Yeah, the fucking tail shoes. We got halfway. Yeah, that's to say, how did that end up? <laughs> we got we got halfway to school and then we bowled it. Oh no, sorry, we, we got halfway to school and like divided behind the shops and we were going to walk back to his house, but we bottled it. It wasn't worth the risk. I didn't have I didn't have the minerals to pull it off. I'm I'm, I'm glad I didn't. I can't remember what you what you guys did. So I know Aaron, you didn't you didn't do A levels, did you? You you went and did a GMB, no, the I GMBQ. To, I, went, uh, I went to college, yeah, and studied yeah. Um, sports, yeah. And I did I did I went six of them, which was basically just chilling for two years essentially. I went to one lesson a day, and we made games in the common room. That was about it. Did you pass your A levels? Uh yeah, I passed. I had a. I can't remember what I had now. Passed business studies. I had a A or a B in business studies. And that Just remember like, whatever you've lied about on your CV. <laughs> 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 yes, I got A in business studies. A. You've got three A's uh, in I law. Took an extra space A-level. studies and um... <laughs> I, fa- I failed IT because, and I stand by this. I did. We had a, you know what you do coursework halfway through the year and an exam at the end of the year, right? So we did coursework for IT and I spent the whole time like proper doing it and I was asking the teacher like is this what I should be doing is this good she's like yeah yeah that's exactly what you should be doing blah 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 hand it in she gave me a D so I was like well I'm not I'm not going to lessons anymore then so I stopped going to IT lessons and then we had an exam which was a 10 hour IT exam over three days and I, I just slept for it so I failed IT um no regrets uh Past business studies, I love business studies, and then I got I did media studies as well. I got like a, a C or a D in that, I think. I didn't. There was nothing I really other than business studies. There wasn't anything I really enjoyed at um at sixth form. There wasn't any subjects that like took my interest. I did an AS in English literature for about a week because they sold us a dream when they were describing what the course was, but it wasn't that. Um, and I did a bit of history, but 
I was just wasting time being a sixth form really because it was what I thought everyone did. What was your, so Aaron, I'll ask you first, what was your ambition going through school? What, I mean, obviously a professional footballer, but was there any backup plan for? No, no for I you? think, that's what I was literally just thinking to myself. I think the sports thing is a bit of a, doing sports in college is a bit of a sham, really. Like, you do it because you want to play football, you want to play whatever sport you want to do every day. Um, I think that's more the reason for doing it rather than the actual educational side. It's the educational side. I know some of the courses are better these days, depending on where you go. Um, a lot of the courses, there is no real route to anything that, like anything that good, really. So, if I had my time again, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do that. What, what, what about? about? Um, I did, well, I mean, like, yeah, football again. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I think at one point I wanted to be an architect, um, and then I did awfully in design um again probably just didn't didn't apply myself in the way i could or should have done um but uh, yeah i didn't really i didn't really know what I, what i wanted to do did a levels did business studies psychology started sociology but again that didn't that wasn't what it was sold as so sociology i thought would be really interesting because it's um you know effectively studying society and how it's worked over the years but actually it was just a history lesson more than debating how society can and should work so then I switched over to like a double IT qualification um yeah I just I don't think I ever really knew what I wanted to to do or to be I didn't really understand I, I don't think I mean I, I don't know what your guys experience was but I don't think I was ever given a full view of what jobs were out there no, I've, I've always said that I remember when we had, you know, when you're coming towards the end of your time at sixth form, they have all the uni meetings and all this stuff, and they're, and they're ramming uni down your throat and UCAS down your throat. Um, I was the only one that I said I, I want to work. I don't want to go to university at that time. But there's, there's, they had nothing prepared for that. Like there's nothing. I remember it was me and three other kids out of like a 250 kid sixth form that went to the job meeting rather than the uni meeting. And we weren't told any, like that you weren't given career options or possible careers or a possible path. It's just like, oh, okay, then do what you've got to start applying for jobs and look on there. Like, so it, it is pretty, it's really, well, it's really poor. It was anyway. How much of it do you think is down to you as an individual, though, to actually find out what's out there versus uh, schools to educate you and tell you what your options are? I think it's easy if you know what you want to do. Like, yeah, if you know, do at that age, do they? some people do, like, yeah, like, no, there's I people with a higher percentage, though, know what they want to do. No, no, but uh, there's uh, some people that want to go into like those key areas. Like, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be whatever, so they know exactly what they need to do to get there. But even if it's even if they just did a example of like, these are the career, like, these are jobs that you don't need a degree for that you could make a good earning from, do you know what I mean? But here are the the pitfalls of those jobs or the type of work that you'd have to do to do those jobs just so you can have a view whereas you don't have any like you don't have any idea do you you all you were told or i was told was if you want to get a good job you have to go to uni and if you don't you're stuffed yeah but i feel like that's the way the system was designed especially when i was in school i can't i think it was like i think i just missed out on it i think the year below me like they implemented that you had to be in education and do 18 i think so, oh yeah I don't think they were 
external, like properly pushing for you to get a job or uh, whatever different jobs it was more just education, education, go to uni, go to college, go to wherever. Um, so that was main mandatory, I think. Yeah, the year younger than me, I think, or the year or two years younger. How do you feel like your qualifications have, I say qualifications or lack of traditional qualifications, Aaron, have, have um, impacted your career progress? Uh, no, not at all, really. Um, but that's probably more so because of what I want to do rather than if I was to be, if I was wanted an office based job, um, I think it'd probably impact me a lot more than it than it has currently. Because obviously there's specific qualifications that I can that I've got for my job that I do currently now. Um, and there's no real qualifications for what I want to do next apart from just life experience and learning. Um well there is qualification yeah, there is actually there is business qualifications, obviously higher education, but not in terms of school. Um so yeah, no, not for not for me, but it, I think it can impact on this, obviously. In terms of the business, so I mean, you were saying about business qualifications, but you want, you know, you, an important step for you is starting your own business and understanding how a business can work. So do you think being geared towards or having understanding of the basics of business would be would have been beneficial to you? Yeah, but then I realised now, looking back, like I liked business studies in school and I was quite good at it. Um, so I, it made me realize now maybe why I took an, I actually did take an interest in it because obviously maybe that was what's meant for me further down the line, um, rather than just playing sport or playing football or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to have a further education in something obviously you want to partake in. What about you, George? What about your, edu your education, your qualifications that you have? How relevant are they to what you do now and how much do you think they've shaped you? They're not all like there was a period where I've, there was a period where I thought, oh well, I just want to do business studies because that will hold me in good stead if I'm in the office environment. I don't know why I thought that. And then there was a period where I wanted to go into more uh, into marketing, which is why I did a degree part time whilst working. But I haven't applied that to the career I'm in now. The only benefit I've had from further education is I got one job due to the fact that I had. A degree which was the determining factor between me and another candidate but it's not actually had an impact on the job I do now or what I plan on doing or or anything like that really I think uh, beyond applying for the job I think they've become irrelevant there's a lot uh, and uh, but they're also a barrier for a lot of people because I'm sure there's a lot of people that could do a lot of jobs but a piece of paper says they can't if that makes sense yeah do you think do you think because I think a lot of people go to university obviously but then they end up either not taking a job that they studied for or they don't or it's not actually beneficial in terms of them getting a the job that they want um what's your sort of view what's your sort of view on that well when when I didn't go to uni originally like I feel I feel like what the system was you probably know more because obviously you were at work at the time it, it, what you were told was you can go to uni for three years get a degree and then you'll be able to get a higher you'll en enter a company at a higher level and earn more money straight away and people that have been working will be working longer for, will be working for you whereas I found well maybe it's just in our industry that hasn't really applied so I've worked in the industry since leaving sixth form and there's a lot of people that have been employed in that time with degrees who went to uni for three years who 
don't have life skills or haven't come in the position they'd hoped they'd come into. They come in a lower position and then they can't manage that. They can't fathom the fact that they're in that position. They have to work their way up. I think the relevance of um, university degrees is, I think, uh, say it's a trick. I think that the experience of university for people is often better than what they come out of it with from a degree perspective. Yeah, it's more simple, isn't it? It seems to be. Yeah, not for everybody. I think you know, if you know exactly what you want to do, and then you 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 apply your degree to that thing that you want to do, then that's that's um, you know positive. But I think for most people now, degrees are an unnecessary expense. There's more pressure on companies to hire beyond the traditional, you know, intern schemes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a degree. I didn't go to university because well, for two reasons. One, because I was still playing football, so it wasn't really an option. And two, because I didn't know what I would do at university. I did have, fortunately, I had the foresight to, to think that unless there was something I was really passionate about, actually, it's just a waste of time and money. Um, I think it, it is interesting to see how like, the things that people end up doing, like go and do a geography degree and then become, I don't know, like uh, they'll go and work in a, an office as an, an admin person or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. There's a lot of people it, in my year at school that did exactly that. Like because university is rammed down their throat. There's so many people doing so many just obscure degrees, um, just so they could go to uni. It was nothing they had an interest in. Or even if they didn't do well in their A levels, they're going to clearing, which which is basically the degrees that are left. They're just picking a random degree just so they could go to uni. Whereas I was the same as you, Michael. I knew that because I didn't know what I wanted to do, I knew if I went to go to uni, I would only be going to have fun. And I'll, and the, the education would be completely secondary to that and it probably wouldn't result in anything positive. So I didn't, I didn't go because I didn't want to waste any money or time. I thought I could start earning a wage and then build myself up like that. I think there's a bit of disconnect as well, back to the point about schools educating people around the jobs that are out there. Not just the jobs that are out there, but how many people currently occupy them. So I remember reading an article that was talking about... Um, Oh, I've completely forgotten the, the, the uh, what's it called? The people that like um, investigate uh, murder scenes. What are they called? Pathologists. Oh, forensic. Forensic, uh, forensic pathologists, yeah. So um, there was a huge uptick on the back of a TV program where, where lots of people then started studying to become pathologists, not realizing actually it's a really lowly paid job and it isn't like a TV program where you're actually out solving murders. You're just picking up the body and determining, you know, cause of death and, and some simple, you know, I say simple, it's not simple, but you know what I mean? It's not as, as glamorous as, as people think it is. It doesn't pay as well as people assumed it did. And then you have all these people with um, uh, sort of uh, degrees in some, some form of pathology that they can't really use. And anyway, back to the point that I was making is that a lot of people, if they'd known that the degree that they were going to do doesn't have any wider applicability in the world or is over, you know, in a, is a oversaturated market from a job perspective, they probably pick different things because all you're, you're forced to say forced, you're, you're encouraged to do when you're um, leaving school or going to university is pick a subject that you're either good at or that you like. And the things that you're good at and the things that you like aren't necessarily the things that you want to do for the rest of your life because you're you're too young and inexperienced to know any better. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Can... I think that's down to the, the teacher and the parents to 
to guide them on that decision. Though. They've had, obviously, the life experiences. It's more than their parents, isn't it? It's a lot to put on. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've had the life... Yeah. They've had um, life, how, however life's worked out for them. Um, yeah, so I think they could... I think the parents should chime in a little bit. Would you tell your kids that. to go to uni? Uh, Me? No, that's the trouble. Well, though, is, that's the trouble, though, isn't it? It's a fine line between sort of telling your kids you can do anything they want to do um, and believing in them and obviously sending down a path where there's perceived to be realistic success along the line for them. I think an important, just an important thought process for me, it's like a, a thing I will tell my kids is um, think through the decisions that you make. So it's not a, it's, it's not a binary, go to university, don't go to university think about why you want to go to university you know like think about why you want that job but at the same time be prepared that if it doesn't work out you, you don't have to commit to it and you know effectively waste three years of your life or, or whatever yeah, it's not a life and death decision is it? i think it can work out even if you do go to uni and it doesn't work out it can it can still still be fine for you if you do go and you enjoy it then great do you know what i mean yeah and you're, oh, no, you're, and you're working I say you do in your working life. Like a number of times, I've taken a career turn and gone down a path and thought, "Oh yeah, okay, this is this matches my skill set. This is something that I think I'll be really good at. And I like." And then I've done it, and I've been like, "That's not a thing I enjoy." But you don't know until you do it that you're not going to enjoy it, or you're not going to be good at it. Yeah. So with uh, obviously A level results came out off the back of the COVID, so they were made up by an algorithm, and a lot of people were disappointed about them uh, because they felt that they weren't representative of their predictive grades and people disadvantaged based on where they lived or the schools they went in, they went to how if you were in that position how would you feel first of all position of what the child or the position so yeah the yeah so you say you're you were receiving your a-level results right now you're predicted a certain grade you believe that you're going to get that grade and then you receive a result that's lower than that you'd be gutted wouldn't you would you think I suppose, uh, yeah, I suppose when you're at that age, like you said, it is the be all and end all, isn't it? Whereas at our age now, you can see that it's not, it's not really, is it? Because what you want, if you, I mean, if you want to go to university, I mean, if, you, if you've worked your ass off for a qualification, um, then you want to feel like you have been able to give it your best shot or you've got what you deserve. We discussed briefly before we came on, you know, those people who their teachers predicted that they would get straight A's, doesn't mean they're going to get straight A's how many times you know how many people do you know in your year that were predicted to get grades better or worse than they actually did it's um it's how it's how people handle pressure I think there's too much emphasis on 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 grades I think it's, it's more about a fundamental issue in education where everybody is taught the same way and and um and judged the same way when in reality people are intelligent in different ways yeah, I, I, think that's that's, that's, I struggle with that because I wasn't, I was crap at exams. I hated exams. I didn't have any form of revising. My, the way I revise, and still to this day, I've had to revise so many years, I would read the book and rewrite the book. So that's just to make the information go in. And, and sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't. But where if it was like coursework based, where I could write an essay, I could always. I could always do that and I, it wouldn't take me a lot of time and it wouldn't take a lot of focus and I could always get a good grade in that format. Um, so for like my, when I was at uni, my dissertation, for example, you're given six months to write a dissertation of 10,000 words. I can't remember how many words it was, probably more. 
and they um, I'm not proud of this. I did it in like a week um, and got a good grade in it because that, that was my skill in terms of writing and explaining stuff. Whereas if I had to sit for an exam to determine my grade, it would have been a whole different experience for me. And I would have had to use all that time to prepare for that exam. Do you think um, coursework, do you think like going forward, they should, the way they grade you should be more coursework style in the sense of you sort of such, uh, study a, a part of the, uh, whatever you're learning. And then you sort of do, not an exam, but like, yeah, like a test. You get graded for that part, like as you go along the year, rather than, try and learn everything in one year and then you just do a sitting exam at the end of it. Yeah, well, I think, I think coursework is more representative of life. So not in, all, not in all instances, but with coursework, you're given a problem or, or something to do and you're, you go away, you find that solution and you use research and you use other things to, to form an answer or solution or product or whatever, which is more applicable to a normal job. Whereas in an exam, all you're really asked to do is memorise something. Really, if you've got a photogenic memory and you can remember everything, then you, you've got no issue, have you? Yeah, that's what I mean. Cause you're not necessarily not you're not you don't necessarily not know what the, the question is, but you might have learned it learned it sorry four months ago, and you no longer remember it what the answer is. You yeah. said you don't necessarily know what you what was it. You don't necessarily not know. That's double negative. So you didn't necessarily <laughs> learn. Yeah, you didn't necessarily know. <laughs> um, anyway. I was in France. What's <laughs> I'm just helping educate you guys because you clearly didn't get an education. Um, anyway, the point that I was going to make is why, do, why does there have to be exams at all? Because ultimately, you're, you're, teaching, you're teaching skills. You're, te- you're preparing. Like, you learn history. You learn geography. You learn the sciences. You learn English. You learn maths. Don't get me wrong. These are fundamental building also. I mean, the, the STEM subjects are fundamental building blocks of, of how you need or the skills you need in society. But outside of that, why do you need to be judged on things that, like you said, Jordan, have just um, learn and then regurgitate what you've learned? That doesn't evidence that you have any, you know, dynamicity in, in your thinking or that you've interpreted it. It just means that you've learned that a you know, one plus one equals two it doesn't mean that you you know how to solve a complex problem do you know what i mean like what why yeah, it do you need to be judged in that way well it doesn't give you any skill it doesn't show that you can you you can think for yourself really like in life if you're presenting a problem whether it's mathematical or scientific you would have to go away and use all the resources that you have available to you to solve that problem and that may take time not you wouldn't necessarily always have that time it would never really be an instance where it's like remember this now what is what's the answer now if you don't answer now then that's it you've got no hope like that doesn't that doesn't apply to life so i, I wouldn't have this. well i think it's just about equipping people so it? i don't think you need to grade it this is my point i think you perhaps you can for things like english math and science like you know like i said things that are fundamental don't put don't poison yourself and learn how to read and write learn how to add numbers up like those those things are, are fundamental to you, but they could all even be positioned in different ways. So maths is an example. Um, unless you're going off to be a, math, a mathematician, an actuary, an engineer, um, you probably only need, you need, what's more important for you is finance and accounting, understanding how, you know, your balance sheet works, like your income versus your outgoings. That's, that's, that's fundamentally more important. So being, being able to be tested on those kind of things, I think are, um, would be more relevant but to, to to answer your question directly 
I don't think that there should be a grading system. But I, like I said, I think the, the structure of teaching should be more around preparing you for the things that you face in life. And then, like as you get as you go through the the, the same number of years that you would go through a traditional school career, um, and you get towards the pointier end, you're then having a, a better appreciation of the things that you that might be relevant to you in the fields that you work in. So. If you if you if you think about things from an abstract perspective, these are all of the skills that you're going to need, and then and then make them more um, um, specific. So you, so they become about okay, well, this is the range of jobs that you can do, and for this job, you need X, Y, and Z skills. Like any, you know, anybody in in a job doesn't have all of the skills when they start, right? So you're just starting with a base. Um, so I think having that prepare, preparedness preparedness and then uh then applying that to a specific role or a number of specific roles would be a better way to do it so what's your alternative test or no test <laughs> no tests i don't think i don't think i don't think it's I, I i agree with what you said i just don't i think we all know for for many reasons they're not going to educate kids on on real life scenarios because they don't want them to know really until unless they find out that information themselves as they get on in, in later life. They don't really they don't want them to be set up for the real world. Do you know what I mean? But it, yeah. it stunts, it stunts the way people's growth. Now, it stunts yeah, people's yeah, it growth. Does. Though. But I'm saying they, they do it on purpose, don't they? they just, it's the, it's a system why it is because they do it on purpose. They don't want you to know about how to read a balance sheet and how to do financial planning. You sound like Kanye West. They don't want you. It's not. I don't don't think it's that they don't want that. I think it's just a system that's so ingrained. Like it's an old system that, you know, people don't like change. I I think you, you would effectively need to tear down the system and start again. And you see what happens every time that, that, you know, something, some minor thing changes in the schooling system. There's like this uproar. Mm. But people would be better placed learning like the skills they need to survive life. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just don't think there's much want to actually implement that. Generally. Yeah, if you took away testing, like you'd have to change the whole process of getting a job as well, because an interview is essentially a test, isn't it? Which you can pass without any of the necessary skills to actually do a job. Which you yeah, so that's so it means that the test is defunct. Yeah, I know. You can pass, so you, if you can pass a test, so uh, somebody who doesn't know a subject can pass a test because well, they've, no, they've caught, they've, they've captured the information and they've regurgitated it, but they don't yeah, know any. They might not know anything about the subject. A lot of competency-based interviews and stuff like that, you can just use certain buzzwords to get through them. Um, I'd say at least half the time you're, you're likely to get progress in that role, whereas they should probably change it to, to determine if someone's actually got the skills to do a role, they should be given, I don't know, a day where you a day in the job or do you know what I mean and just see how they receive information in that in that environment yeah, but it's like how, how can you so I can sit here and say I'm more intelligent than you Jordan but how can I prove it you because you're, you're well it's not <laughs> but um it's just very apparent um but no that, but genuinely like you may have um higher aptitude in some areas than I do and that doesn't mean you know just your your skill set could just be different to mine so it doesn't mean that i'm more intelligent I'm, i might be more intelligent than you in these specific things but in other areas i might not be so it's that i guess that's my point it's like you you can't test somebody and say okay this person is therefore 
intelligent, which is effectively what we're saying. We're saying A is a mark of intelligence and, and capability. Um, when in reality, like I don't, I didn't go to university. I don't, don't have a degree. Um, I did okay, pretty well for GCSE and, and A levels. Um, but I know I'm smart, and I, sh- you know, I, I, I do a good job, and I'm very capable. But I don't have any qualification, you know, any traditional university qualifications to back that up and say, okay, well, I, you know, I got a, a two-two, like sixty percent of people get. Um, so I don't know. I just I don't, I don't see it as how how do you judge that? How do you judge the intelligence that you have, and how do you how do you say this person's better for for this? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about like wide wider wider jobs and like the specific, you know being a doctor, you obviously need to train to be a doctor. Being a marine biologist, you obviously need to train to be an architect. You obviously need to have specific training and you need to to pass specific qualifications to do that. But there are lots of other jobs where I think it's that's just not the case. Even well, even the architect example though, like obviously uh, grades or whatever are a good determinant of that role in terms of how you handle maths and equations and things like that and design. But if you just are passionate about that, it just didn't necessarily, that doesn't, you could still do that job. Do you know what I mean? There's aspects of that job that you could learn outside of school and still do that. But obviously not a lot of people are given that opportunity to do it. And a lot with a lot of trades, there's a lot of people that had no interest in school didn't get good grades and are doing jobs what you determine as trade jobs, but they're doing incredibly complex things that like me or you can dream of doing, but they've got, their grades don't reflect that. I presume like through the generations, if you go back like 500 years or something, people were just given jobs and then they became skilled at those jobs. So you could effectively, um, I'm not saying suggesting you do this. It's not like, um, what's that film? Uh, divergent or whatever it is where like people have roles from birth and and that's you know whatever Mm. i'm not suggesting that but i'm I'm saying if you if schooling was more about where you were going to end up rather than where you're starting then you can build somebody towards that you can equip them with the right level of skills so the, the the waiting between how much time you spend on maths english science can be can be weighted so do you know what i mean like if you're going to be a doctor, you need to spend more time learning about um, physics and biology. And, you know, if you're going to be, yeah, you know, what, do you know what I mean? Like, it just seems that that seems like a, a more logical way to, to educate somebody. Um, Except that you don't know what you want to do. When you were 16 and 18, um, and when you got your GCSEs and your A-levels, did you think that would like define your, your life slash career? at that age when when you got the results at that time do you think it would define it yeah definitely because that's what that's what mum and dad told me if you don't do well at school <laughs> if you don't go oh. do well at school i'll beat you but also you won't get a good job <laughs> i did it i didn't i didn't know i didn't know what i wanted to do and i got like i said i coasted so i knew well i got like b c and above in gcse um and then a level i got a B and what A and what I needed to get in. So I wasn't really worried. I w- probably because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I'd be able to do something with it. Do you know what I mean? I could have gone to university if I wanted to go to university and I could get a job if I wanted to get a job. I just didn't know what that was. So I didn't think I failed or anything like that. But had I failed, then yeah, probably I'd have felt like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be homeless. Hmm. Um, what about you? What, um... What did you I get? Half and half. Um, I can't even remember. I got. That's bad. 
I think yeah, I didn't get that good. I cut two. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter ultimately, does no. it? Two, no, two Bs in a few Cs, I think. Um, yeah, I didn't do that good. I could have done better, but I didn't apply myself. Um, but what what do you think they should have done then with this system, how they've graded the children? I know they're doing a, a U-turn on it now, but what do you think they should have done? Uh, I just think the they should have gone. I would have just said, go with the predicted grade. Oh, wow. It's difficult because someone's going to be disadvantaged somewhere, but I don't know why you would put an algorithm in place that could potentially disadvantage loads of people for no reason. When we know that exams don't really matter, why would you disadvantage someone at that point in their life? Do you know what I mean? If someone's predicted an A, great for them, let them have it. Like, And then that might allow them to have future opportunities and they can progress and flourish. Why would you downgrade that? What benefit is there to downgrading that? Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. Way of doing it, is there? I don't agree with no. that because I think you you can have favoritism with, within teachers, so it's completely subjective, and that's not that's not a fair way to vote um to 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 mark them if you're going to do it that way. I think the better way to do it would have been to take the average of their mocks and their predicted grades, and that would have been a fairer uh, yeah a fairer position. But then even that, like I know I remember when I got my predicted grades at school, they were shite. And my mocks are crap because I knew that they were mocks and I took no interest in them. And I knew that come exam time, I could just do what I needed to do to get through it. So I would have been, in, probably in any scenario in this instance, I'd have been, I'd have been fucked because my predicted grades would have been crap anyway. I would have been D's or C's. Um, but like you said, Aaron, there's no real fair way to do it, is there? Like, no. I don't know what you can do. I think, uh, but I mean, I think that's hubris to think that people, you know, it doesn't matter if you didn't try for, for not you specifically, just generally, if somebody doesn't try for their mocks and they get poor results, how many people do you actually know that had poor, poor mock results and then got two, three grades higher than their mocks? Like in reality, it didn't happen. It might have happened yeah, to like less than 1%. Our, yeah, we're probably just taking it from our Yeah, I, well, I did, but yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, a lot of people just didn't. But... I was just thinking from the point of view, like the people that have applied to university and they've got a conditional offer based on predicted grades. Why would you disadvantage those people? Do you know what I mean? It should just be the better of them. Yeah, better of the average or predicted. They're talking about maybe having to take back all the university offers and obviously... And redo it. Yeah, because well, I was saying to you earlier, there's like kids that have obviously had like conditional offers from Cambridge and they've been withdrawn or put on hold because they predicted three A stars and then the algorithm gave them two A's and a B. I mean, this just shows how entrenched, like how, how messed up that an entrenched a system is that we think education is so important that it has to exist exactly as it does today. Why not just make them sit their exams now and push back the university year by mm. six months? Who gives a shit ultimately? Let's be completely honest. It has no bearing on your, on your later life as an adult. If your people have gap years, Six months of life is, you know, we, we've done six months in, in um, isolation and quarantine and all that nonsense. So what difference does another six months make in the, in the grand scheme of things? If it is yeah, university, yeah. is that important, important to you? Your career, is that important to you? Why, why is it that, why can't it be pushed back six months? I know, especially since half of them are going to take a gap year anyway. Seems they can go on only. I just think it's weird that, well, we said about the whole system. The whole system's weird. Like the whole getting an offer to university. I know there's limited spaces for certain universities, but it's like ingrained in you that if you didn't get the grades at A level, then there's no way you could achieve at, at 
at a good university. Do you know what I mean? Which is not that's not true. There could be a million factors why you didn't you didn't perform at A level. Doesn't mean you can't become more mature and flourish at a good university. Surely the best. And I know they want to give the best unit, the best opportunities to the people that have applied themselves at school. But I don't know. I just don't agree with like that example with drawing offer because someone's got one less grade than they were predicted to get when they could go to university and still do exactly what they were always going to do. I've got I've got two questions. Or are you going to say something, Michael? No, go on. Aaron. Um, knowing knowing what you know now, um, would you have studied something else? Would you have chosen yeah. a different different path? Yeah. Do you want to say what it was? Yeah, I mean that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's I would have done. Thanks, thanks, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I would have done. I wouldn't have stopped doing English literature. I would have carried on with it. I would have applied myself in media studies, and I would have done drama. Yeah, okay. and, and I would have gone to university. Why? I don't know what I'd have gone to university. But I would have gone to university. How many I'm AS? Sure. Four, it's four AS, and that's so I would have done business study. I would still done business studies as well. And then at A level, I would have dropped probably English, maybe drama. Why? What about you, Michael? Why would I dropped it? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested. So like you, you, you've got you're what thirty years old now. You've got thirty years of, of life experience. You know that your degree has no bearing on your career. Um, you know that you've, you've been arguing that degrees have no bearing on anybody's career unless it's specific to a, to like a field. And yet you're saying you would go back and you would go to university. And yeah, for the, for the life the experience. And uh, it would have made me more outgoing, I think. Fair like, enough. It's the opposite of what I did previously. Like I played it so safe and have done up until probably now. It would have been the opposite. I would have gone to university. I would have met new people. I would have done things I would out like I wouldn't have usually done. So it would have been for the personal experience, not necessarily for the degree. What? Yeah. One more question for you then, Jordan. Not regret, but do you think? Do you wish that if you if I gave you ten years back, not ten years, whenever you finish your uni degree, do you wish you followed something that used your uni degree rather than carried on your line of work now? Yeah, but then the the reason I didn't is because. That I found working and doing the degree hard, so like too hard to get everything out of it I needed to do because I was working five days a week, and then going to London to university all day Saturday, and then having to manage working and doing assignments and modules and whatever in my own spare time. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do. I wish I'd, I'd at least continue to try and just found something at the point where money wasn't as important wasn't as needed mm. but it's easy when you're younger and people dangle carrot of a pay rise or a new role it's easy to just take it because at that time I thought I don't know I was talking about having this conversation earlier not earlier the other day when when I was younger all I really thought and because all I really saw all I really thought is you just need to earn a good wage and pay for what you your house or whatever and then you just live life without really thinking about what that the job entails or do you know what I mean? What you need to do to get that and how that would make you actually feel 
I obviously thought about whether you enjoy it or not, but I didn't think that it would have, do you know what I mean? it'd be that that important. I think it's interesting because what I, what I heard you say then was, and you, I mean, you said it quite clearly, money was your motivator. But what I also heard you say was, it was hard, therefore I didn't commit the time to it. So your passion wasn't as as um, as big a factor for you as earning money and enjoying life. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a passion though. It was just something I thought I wanted to do. So I, I thought I wanted to work in marketing because it was it was interesting to me at the time. But it wasn't something I was passionate about. It wasn't something I, I thought about. It was more of a case of I started working, realised it wasn't really for me. So I was like, what else can I do? And I was like, oh, I've got a bit of an interest in this. So I'll do a degree in it and then I'll hopefully get a job in it after doing it, which I nearly did. And then the job fell through. Um, but it wasn't, even if I did that, looking back, so what, would it have been seven years ago when I had the opportunity to change career and the job fell through the last minute? Even if I did that, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be loving that now. Maybe. If I'm going to answer, answer the same question, Aaron, I would say I would not, still wouldn't go to university because I still, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I would have, it, I would have, it would have taken me down a path where I could have actively used the degree that I would have done. Um, uh, yeah, so I, but at the same time, I probably would have been more focused earlier in my working life in terms of the direction that I wanted to take, just because of hindsight. Yeah, it's such a it's such a tough balance, isn't it? So I'm thinking back to it now, and I could easily say, oh, I wish I'd studied business at college, but when you're 16 to 18 to 20, like you're sort of just you're just enjoying them years, isn't you? It's like so it's hard to say. Although you can say now with the mindset you have now, oh yeah, do this, this, this. Um, at the time you're enjoying it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not being funny either. A lot of the stuff like take business age, for example, that you learn in A levels, there's nothing in, in that that you can just learn in from reading the book yourself now. Yeah. That's yeah, I think yeah, self education's I think as important as anything really. Um, that's, as you all know, I'll be yeah, and that's not that's a message that's not really given. Do you yeah. know what I mean? A lot of, and I guess my my point was about your motivation, Jordan, for doing what you did, and you were saying it, it was hard. That's why people don't pick up a book and and self educate because yeah. it's outside of their their day job, their life, and it is yeah. you know, it, it takes up time. Even that, like even doing that, I wish doing the part time degree. It was the right thing to do. I just wish I did it maybe a couple... It's difficult, isn't it? You don't want to do it later because you think, I need to do this now because I need to change my career now. But at hindsight, I started it at 19 when I had a full-time job. And it's at the point where you just want to do things with your friends every weekend. So if I could, if I had to do it and I could pick a time to do it, I would have done it a couple of years later. But even then, it probably I would have still had the same difficulties. I would have still been trying to enjoy my personal life and social life and then trying to balance um the work and it, i still had ingrained in me the ability to churn something out in a short period of time so it's still difficult to fully apply myself in, the, in that situation because i wasn't passionate about it if i was passionate about it it would be what i would be interested in doing and it would be the most important thing for me to do 
it, what's what's that thing for you now because i mean the interesting thing would be i know you're sort of going through a bit of a transitional phase now not yet yeah. um <laughs> but you know you're you you you've said that you've sort of found your passion um and what, what will be interesting to me is actually how much you commit to it because it's all well and good when it's when it's new and it's exciting, but then actually getting somewhere with anything is hard work. But nothing is nothing comes easy. Yeah, I think what what I'm doing now is my outlook on it is is first and foremost is a hobby as well. So if nothing comes from it, it's something I can still enjoy. So it's something I still do. Um, if something does come from it, fantastic, and I can apply myself to it all the time. And I have been. It's it's something I do in all my spare time. I have even if that's a spare 20 minutes, I do what I can do in that period and I'll learn about it when I can and I'll watch things and read things and and do things, which is, it's not what I would usually do. If it's, it, like I say, if I'm not passionate about something, I would only do it when I have to do it. If there's some sort of negative con- consequence if I don't do it. Whereas where this is solely on me, like no one's asked me to do anything. I don't have to do it. I've got a good, good job. Um, it's just something I want to do. So, at the moment, like I said, I'm, I'm applying myself to it. And I, I don't see that stopping. I, I don't see it getting. The more confident I get with it, and the more I learn about it, I can only see it accelerating. What about you, Aaron? You're talking about self-education before. How important to you is self-education, and how much do you think you've learned now compared to your experience of going through school? Yeah, I think it's massively important. I think this is just my view from what I see. I think people don't people don't do it enough. Um, I think it's yeah, it's, it's after school after your obviously initial education in school. I think it's one of the most important things because that's where you you have life experiences. Obviously, as you get older and older, and as the day goes by, but I think it's like someone said like when you're reading a book, it's almost like you're reading someone else's life and their experiences. So you gain more knowledge and experience from reading those books before you actually have to live it. And then that puts you in a better place for when that time does come or when you want to implement certain things, it puts you in a better place because you've learned the, um, you've learned and you've got the knowledge yourself. So I think self, self-education is, is vital. And I think we're all probably guilty of not doing enough of it because I did half an hour a day, but you are reading a book. But I think we can always find time once you actually really study how you spend your time. I think we spend a lot of time, just dead time, whether it be on TV, whether it be on your phone, whether it just be lying on your bed, watching a video on YouTube, like whatever it may be. I think there's a, there is quite a lot of dead time that we spend where we could be educating and bettering ourselves further. I think you have to be, you have to be motivated as well. And when I say motivated, I don't just mean in the traditional sense of like, I'm going to go out and do this thing. I think motivation is not just, that it's also being happy and contented or driven to the point of change. Because the thing that I've realized, uh, so I've, I've, in my career, I've only really enjoyed what I, what I do over the past three years. I and mean, that's because it's a, like a good cocktail of like, I work for a good company, um, I have a good job within that company, and I'm, I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, um, <laughs> it doesn't mean that um there aren't other factors so like you know you can you can pour all of energy into your job but then if you come away from that and like you're 
I say what I mean rather than dancing around it. So I used to have this issue where I would be like really, really busy with work and then I'd have no energy or time for other things. So I'd finish work and I'd had a hard day and I just want to be like, oh, like that was a tough day. I don't want to do anything now. Like I don't want to like clean up. I don't want to cook. I just want to chill out because I've, I've expended all my energy. What I've realized recently or over the past few months is when you're when you're happy and contented in your life, you become more efficient. So to your, to your, uh, and to your point, uh, Aaron, if you remove other distractions, so if you remove um, social media, if you remove dead time, just sitting, watching TV and stuff like that, and you're happy and you know, it's easier to fill your time with positive things. So it's easier to read. It's easier to be more efficient. It's easier to work because you're happier in your life. Like the things around you, sort of um energize you rather than taking away from you um and i think i like i think that's an, a really important thing to remember when we you sort of people put pressure on themselves to to be educated and learn more and do more actually sometimes it isn't feasible because there's other stuff going on outside of their desire to learn sometimes they're just not happy with their life or they're not happy with an aspect of their life and it makes it difficult for them to do that yeah i just think if you yeah, agree with what you're saying I just think it's about what finding uh, finding what works best for you. Like the last few weeks, I've not been the most motivated ever, um, and then sort of had a well with myself, and and I've, now I've studied and delved even more into my day, and now I've got a regimented like on on my thing. I literally what I'm doing each hour or whatever throughout the day, um, and I find that that helps me be a lot more efficient with my time and makes me make sure I get certain things in. And I think it's also, along with the self-education, it's just about doing things that you enjoy, I think. Like, I've, yeah. in, my, in my own head, I've focused a lot on that in the last couple of weeks. Is like, what do I want out of life? Yeah, from a career sense and stuff like that, but in do it, spending my time, I just, I want to be spending time doing things I enjoy, spending as much time doing things I enjoy. So that's been, that's been a focus of mine recently, and I think... Yeah, I think people can try and incorporate that a lot if, if they can't get that. The motivation or to find the self-education, try and find things that you enjoy and then might that lead on to other things. In terms of self-education, what's the, if you were to name like one or two things that have been integral to you being who you are today or like the, the big learnings that you've had from that, that self-education, what, what would they be? So whether it be like, a book or an experience or just the way you apply yourself to, to learning um i've be a few things i think um obviously experience of us three in barbados when we had a, a big argument and i was obviously i was reading the chimp paradox um at the same time and just after that holiday and that sort of made that sort of review, made me review myself as a person and how i went about things and how i was um so that was a big change um one of my friends, he got me into reading as well. He's a he's a um, a big motivator when it comes to that, um, and sort of just I think studying myself as well. The fact obviously I furthered my education, and I now study what what works well for me, what doesn't work well for me. Um, so I know when things aren't going so well, I can do this or or vice versa um, to swap it around. So I'd say yeah, they're the they're the few key things. I say reading definitely, um, and sort of study yourself because. I think you can get lost in it sometimes saying you want to do this, you want to do that, but you've got to sit down and really think what, what do you do? What does it take to get the best out of your life and, and to optimize yourself daily, really? 
I think that that knows so I think that introspection point is really is really important being able to look at yourself and identify where you're where you're going wrong or just where you're making mistakes I think that's um I think that's a really important point um yeah. and something that more people should do because everybody just like you said they have the grand plans uh, they'll blame their failures on other things and claim all of their successes but in reality you're more in control of your your um your path than you than you think you are so you yeah. have to actually take control yeah i think it's a i think you've what well, i've realized in the recent weeks as well you've got to be you've got to be honest with yourself like i used to think oh i have worked hard but i used to think i was working hard but it, it, it's not necessarily in the right places and doing the right things um yeah so you've got to be honest with yourself about about what you're doing and are you really and also what have you what have you done when like where if you're telling yourself oh i've done this and i've done this you got to think to yourself and sit back really what have i truly achieved okay when you really think about it, not a lot so then okay what do i need to achieve what do i want to achieve now i need to do this um so i think it's just about like i said studying and simplifying simplifying it and breaking it down completely completely agree what about you, Jordan? What's your, your self-learning that you, or biggest self-learning or couple of biggest self-learnings that you've had? Uh, well, mine mainly come from experience of things that's happened over the last few years and made me look at myself and the way I've been since Aaron. Um, and that's really changed my outlook on everything. Um, I learn, I do read, I enjoy reading, but as we were saying earlier, it's difficult to always find the time, so you need to dedicate for much. So I learn, I like to learn in the most efficient way possible, whether that's listening to a podcast or or watching something or just something that's easy to, information that's easy to consume. Um, but I do think reading is probably the the best form of learning because I feel like it actually, it really sinks in. You can't be distracted when you're reading. Um, you, you need to play full focus but for me it's mostly been experience I think there was like a shift in me about five years ago um, just in terms of my whole my whole way I am demeanor confidence level uh, everything really what shift how upwards or, or down positively funnily enough okay. yeah positively um, I, I used to I, when I in my early 20s, so like for example, when I was doing uni part of the time, I used to have a real problem speaking publicly or like giving a presentation to a small room of people, which is now my job and something I do on a daily basis, which doesn't phase me at all. Um, and that just changed as a result of things that happened in, in my life. I don't know why, just I found it easy to speak out. So things, yeah, so there's been positive impacts from experience, really. So let's take it back to the, the A-levels question and the impact of the results that uh, people have been getting. How much, if you had to weight it to like 50% uh, like traditional education and 50% um, like self-learning and experience through work and whatever, what would, your, what would your weighting be for the importance of your life to now? So Aaron at 24, Jordan at 30, how much of your life was shaped by schooling and education versus work life and life education? I'll let either one of you take that one. My, my, the schooling and education is probably, it's not adding, it's, the only impact it's probably had is, it's been a negative one because it, 
you see, we said talking about how like the testing criteria and the way that you're graded. All it taught me was I only needed to do a certain amount of work to get a desired result. If you know what I mean, yeah. if the if the A star is not the most important thing in the world to you, then you only have to do what you need to do to get to get through it, which is not the attitude that you'd want to apply to work. You'd like to be in a position where you can apply yourself to everything you're doing, whatever you're doing. Um, the life skills have been massively important in term in terms of like determining who you are and who you become and what you are passionate about later in life and what interests you. Um, so yeah, I would heavily weigh it in towards um, life skills rather than education. I think yeah. outside of basic education, i.e., maths, English, science. Um, Give me numbers. I want numbers. That's twenty-five percent school. Twenty percent probably. Yeah, I'd echo. I'd echo your thoughts. I think it's just the basics, isn't it? It's just um, maths and English, really. Bit of science. Um, there are a few other subjects that are important that, depending on what you want to do, um, but a lot of them aren't aren't real major. Um, and in terms of my personal life, I don't think my education in school has had a, a massive impact on who I am now. I think my own self-education has been, and the education of experience through others and living my own life um, has far outweighed what I learned at school. Um, without, without sounding like a conspiracy theorist, realistically all school teaches you to do is how to fit into the ongoing system of working, a work environment. Do you know what I mean? It's like a production line. Well, I was going to ask a follow-up question, so I would, I would almost counter that in a sense. Not, not counter it, but to, to flip it on his head slightly, how about the, if you take away the grades and the edu traditional education of schooling, and you had to, I asked you the same question, but in terms of how much do you think your, your schooling experience shaped your life today versus your working life, is your answer still the same? So take away, don't worry about the, the doing the doing the exams, getting grades, the people that you met, the classes that you had, the conversations, the bunking off from school, setting people on fire, all of that sort of stuff. How much of that shaped your life today versus your you know, post-school life? Yeah, that 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 does massively because obviously like I say it determines well, not always, but for a period of time it determines like your who your friends are and the type of people you hang around with. And the things you do going forward, um, but even that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't place that. Looking back, you wouldn't place as much importance on that because when you're in school, you think that your friends are going to be your friends forever, and this is your group of friends, and that's it. When in reality, that's not, that's never going to be the case, or rarely is the case, and it shouldn't really be the case because you, there's a whole world to see and expand out, and friends, new people to meet. So yeah, um, that, all, of, that, all of your friends are your school friends, aren't they? I know, I know. So, so, no, so not, specific not to you, specific to you, that very much has been the case. So it has. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I said. So it has, it has shaped me, but it's not. When you look back, it's not the be all and end all. So, same, like, give me a number. What's the? What's the? If it, if it's about just experience rather than exams, what's the? What's the percentage? Mm, so fifty fifty. Because you, it, it, yeah, it, 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 that's, that's a, the experience of that is essentially you as an adult up until 18. And then you, you shift from that point onwards once you start working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd only say 
it's had a, a fair impact because obviously it's um now not well, not not a whole um a whole one eighty, but because you're not that far out of it, Aaron. That's the thing. You're only like what uh, six years out. Yeah, yeah, it's eight years out. But yeah, oh yeah, six years from college. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I would say it's not completely. Obviously, now I'm I'm not a completely different person. Obviously, there's still I am still partly who I am when I was sixteen and eighteen. Um, I think obviously because I'm very different, it's it's hard to put a measurement on the experience in my current life. If you know what I mean. If you had to. How much would you attribute school to who you are today? I'd say only 40%. 40. 35, 40%, yeah. See, I, I don't know whether it's maybe it's because I'm older. So I've actually only just spent more time out of school. So I finished when I was, I was young for my year. So I finished my A-levels when I was 17. Now 36. Um, so I've, yeah, spent more than half my life or say half my life. Obviously you don't spend the first four years of your life in school, but you get my point. Um, I would say only 30% of my school life has shaped who I am today. Cause I think I have grown more as an adult than I did as a kid. Like I was, I, I was, I was figuring, I was figuring stuff out and I'd like every kid does obviously. But that, um, knowing what to challenge and what not to challenge, I think is an important skill to learn in your adult life. Even more important if you, I mean, it's more beneficial if you can learn it in your, your younger life. But yeah. What, what would you say the percentage was when you were my age though? At 30? Yeah. Um, Cause you've had a, obviously a major shift in the last five years. Six, six years. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, at that point, I probably would say it's about 50-50 at 30. Mm. And I think in the last... But I think that I think that was more to do with a lack of development on my part, as we've discussed previously, as yeah. in not seeing enough of the world, not challenging myself, not doing enough outside of what I knew. Um, but yeah, I'd probably put it at about... Now, I'd put it at about 30%, maybe less. What was that? His life starts at 30 I mean, I always argue that life starts at 30. I think you're just kicking around being being a kid in your 20s. Mm. And then um, the natural societal pressure of settle down, have kids, all of that stuff kicks in when you get to around 30 now. Um, so there's a bit of growing up that has to happen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Any more questions or are we done? I think that's good for a return. Welcome back. Welcome back, brothers. Same time next week. See you guys.